Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, children of the Most High God. Welcome to Kingdom Empowerment. I am your host, Minister Coilette James, and as always, it is indeed a pleasure and an honor to join you in the airwaves. We are going to take this show before the throne room of God, as we always do, just invoking his spirit and his blessing upon the recording. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise you, we give glory and honor to you. You are the Lord God Almighty, and besides you, there is none other. We are so blessed, O oh Lord God, to be named among your children. We are blessed, Lord God, to know that we are counted among your kingdom dwellers. And Father God, that you chose to use us to bear your glory. We praise you, Father God. Lord, we pray your blessings upon this broadcast. We ask, Father God, that you would step in and anoint myself and my guests, Lord God, to reach your people right where they are with valuable information, Father, with with things that will encourage them and, and enable them and enhance their walk with you. Father God, you take over this Broadway broadcast. You lead the way, Father God, in what we're about to endeavor in, and we just give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, Father God, because you are God, and beside you there is none other. We praise you, Father. We worship you, O Lord God. Now have your way, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Well, we are just grateful today to be able to join you once again in the airwaves. Truly, God is an awesome God with wonders to behold. And we have a phenomenal show planned for you today. We have a, a special guest that's going to be joining us, Mr. Sean Maddox. And I am not quite sure why he's not on the line right this moment because I had him on the line. We were chatting. Um, and then I seem to have lost him, but I'm sure he's going to be calling right, right back in. At any rate, our show today is dealing with being saved and single, and he has written a phenomenal book and study guides and everything that goes with it called Match Made in Heaven, and we're just grateful to have an opportunity to chat with him in the airwaves on today and allow him to yield his expertise to this subject. And and it is a subject that I'm sure many, many of you deal with that you're you're walking in a place in God where you're single but you you want to to yield yourself to God. You want to be where God would have you to be. And that's an awesome place to be in the Lord. It really, really is, just to know that you are yielding, even in your singleness, you're yielding that up to God and giving God the opportunity to act on your behalf in your life. So I'm going to just come off the line just for a brief moment and see if we can't touch bases once again with Sean, so just bear with us, hallelujah, and we will be right back with you. I was listening to everything you were saying. Okay, well, we we've got you on air now. I, I don't know what had happened, but okay, I couldn't see you in my switchboard, so I've just connected you through my line. But anyway, welcome to the show, Sean. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so honored to have you. Thank you so much for having me. 
Amen. Amen. So tell our listeners a little about your journey in um, getting from your singleness and oneness into marriage. Okay. Well, quite an interesting story, Colette. Um, uh, well, I'm married now, obviously, but uh, I was married before many years ago and had gone through a, a, a pretty bad divorce, which uh, was a, a, a tremendous drain on me, not only uh, financially uh, and physically, but spiritually as well. And uh, it was about a year, well, right after the divorce, I had said to myself, I would never, ever get married again. And that was my stronghold, never get married again. I never wanted to go through that hurt, never wanted to go through that pain again. And um, I just vowed to myself, and I became very mistrusting of of women in in general. And uh, I went through that for about a year's time, and then one day I was sitting on the couch, and I was watching a a show on TV, a a spiritual show on TV that was talking about marriage and and how it's supposed to, how a godly marriage is supposed to be, and I remember just my eyes being opened to the things that went wrong in my own marriage, and and I began crying and I began weeping, and I asked God, I was like, why did you didn't you show me this show when I was married? Maybe things mm-hmm. would have been better. And I heard God say to me, as clear as day in my spirit, well, the reason you didn't see this show was because you wanted to solve the problems in your marriage instead of letting me solve the problems in your marriage. Mm. And one, one thing about God is he's a gentleman. If you want to take control of the wheel, he's going to get in the back seat and let you drive until you crash. Absolutely. And, um, and then when you're ready for him to take the wheel, he'll certainly take the wheel. So I just, you know, I, I thanked him for that show, and I vowed to him from that point on. I knew he was a restorer, and I, and I said, Lord, you know, you bring me a good godly wife again, and, and I promise you I will do it right this time. And... Mm. Uh, from that point on, I just every resource I could get my hands on, spiritual Christian resource I could get my hand on about marriage and about becoming a godly husband, I purchased it, I, I got it, I read it, I watched it, I listened to it, and then um, at that point God told me to start journaling. And I'm thinking to myself, well, why journal? I mean, I have nothing to say. And the first couple of weeks I did it, I really didn't have much to write. And then after that, I just, <laughs> you couldn't stop me from writing. Um, mm. And and he brought me through the journey of uh, eventually meeting my wife uh, by being, I was teaching a class at, at church many years later. I was teaching a financial class at church, and three years into teaching the class, um, I met a woman who had heard about the class, and uh, we ended up becoming good friends. And uh, we spoke off and on, and then one day she said, you know, hey, Sean, I want to introduce you to my, my niece. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not really looking for a hookup or, you know, a mm-hmm. matchmaker to help me out. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing for God and teaching this class at church, mm-hmm. not really realizing that God was setting things into motion for me to finally meet the wife that he had met for me, my own matchmate in wow. heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I was being a blessing to others, and the reason I was doing uh, that class is because one day I had asked God to enlarge my territory and to bless me in all areas of my life, and he had said to me, I, I heard him say to me, I can bless you, but what are you doing to be a blessing to others? Wow. And that, and that's the reason I ended up teaching the class in the first place. So moving forward three years into the class, um, uh, he, I met uh, her, my wife's aunt, and then she said she wanted to introduce us. Um, and I'm thinking long distance, my wife. Uh, 
had lived was living across the country, 2,000 miles away from where I was living. So finally I gave in and I said, sure, why not? So we emailed each other a couple of times, ended up exchanging numbers, talked on the phone for maybe about three or four months before we even met each other or even knew what each other looked like. So mm. talk about a leap of faith. Wow. And uh, just moving forward, that's when I ended up, you know, we ended up getting married. I'm giving you the very short version, but that's when I, I said, hey, I want to be a blessing to other singles so that they could learn what I had been taught from God during my season of single singleness mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and be a blessing to them as well. And ended up writing, that's how I ended up writing my book. That's an amazing journey. You know, one thing that I that I heard in what you were saying is you had to be prepared for your mate. And I think a lot of people miss that that portion of, okay, God, I'm saved, you know, I, I want to do what's right for you, but they miss the journey of being prepared for what God has for them. How important was the journey? The, the journey was very important because it, it taught me quite a number of, of lessons. And I, I, during my journey, I didn't focus in, well, I learned to stop focusing on the end of the journey and just focus on the journey itself. And, and, and the journey was really not about, fi- I learned, you know, in hindsight, the journey was not really about finding a mate. The journey was really about de- developing my relationship with, with Christ Mm. Uh, focus, you know, seeking him first in everything mm-hmm. that I do, delighting myself in him, and he ultimately gave me the desires of my heart. Mm. Now, see, you just said a mouthful right there because I, we are so self-absorbed um, that we forget that it's not about us. It is about him and our relationship and our development in our relationship with him. So because we're so self-absorbed, we're just always, God, what about me? How come I haven't found what I'm looking for? How come you haven't given me what I asked for or what I wanted? But you just said that it wasn't about seeing the end, but going and and in the midst of the process of developing your relationship with him. That is so vitally important in our walk with Christ. And and I think it's phenomenal that you were obedient to God to journal in what you were doing because people don't understand the importance of journaling. Um, Even my first book, Embrace God's Love, A Journey Through the Wilderness, came about in walking through wilderness times and journaling. Just yeah. putting it on paper. Now you did something phenomenal, and and I have to tell you, I am so impressed by how you um, embarked upon your teaching of a match made in heaven. I've never seen anything quite this extensive on walking through and learning how to appreciate who you are in God and preparing yourself for your mate. You have the book, A Match Made in Heaven. Then you have a study guide to go with the book. And then you have a journal to go with the study guide to go with the book. You have prayers and affirmation also to enhance the book. And you have questions, a question guide that people need to take in mind and thinking even when they're when they meet their mate, different things that, you know, need to be addressed even before you say, yes, I'm ready to um, say I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person. How did you come up with all of these different entities and connect them together? 
the, the way I came up with it really is through God, through just really seeking him first and, and everything and saying, and, and before, first of all, before I even wrote the book, when God told me to start journaling, he, he didn't come to me in a vision at night and say, Sean, I want you to start journaling because I'm going to uh, guide you through writing a book. He just mm-hmm. said, you know, he wanted me to be obedient and, and just start journaling. And, and, and as much as I didn't want to do it because I felt I didn't have anything to say, I, 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 I just did it. You know, just like with Abraham, he said, you know, Abraham, I want you to pick up and, and go. He didn't tell Abraham where he was going. He just said, I, I, you know, pick up and, and leave, leave the land. Leave your father's house and go. Right. And, mm-hmm. and he obeyed. And because of his obedience, he was blessed to be a blessing. Right. And, and, and I, you know, I, I spent quiet time with God every morning. And then at some point I said, you know what, I want the lessons that I learned the things that I went through, the things that he took me through to be a blessing to singles everywhere because I think a lot of single Christians are are really missing the mark by focusing too much on finding a mate. And while the book does show you how to get to that point, it's not really about that. It's really about establishing a strong relationship with God, seeking him first, delighting yourself in him, taking certain steps and following his word and, and he will ultimately bless you with the uh, with the mate. And, and there were so many points and, and so many aha moments that God blessed me with that had to be included in this. And and I didn't want it to just be a book that somebody read, and then okay, great information, put it on the shelf, and that's it. I wanted it to be an, an active thing that they participated in, which is why I came up with the. Um, with the study guide so that after they read the chapter, now they can apply that knowledge, take that knowledge that they learned from the chapter, uh, do the study questions, um, and really take time to think about what they've learned, um, mm-hmm. which is why I added the um, the journal because journaling is important, as, as you have already stated, and as I learned, journaling is, is very important because that's our time to take how, what God is saying to us and applying it to paper and really studying and meditating on it. And, mm-hmm. and and this gives them an opportunity to write down as they're studying the book, uh, they can write down what God's saying to them, what they're getting out of each chapter in, in order to be able to grow in Christ and, and, and ultimately reach uh, the desires that they're, they're looking to, to achieve in their life. Um, tell me, how important was it in the midst of your journey to embrace your singleness? Very important. Um, I talk about that in one of the chapters, which is uh, titled uh, Singleness. Uh, is it a season of, of a blessing or a burden? And I had to look at it when I first started out in my season of singleness. I kind of looked at it as a burden because, you know, who who doesn't want to be with somebody and, and have somebody to love and, and to spend time with? And, you know, you get around Valentine's Day and Christmas and you wish you were mm-hmm. with somebody. But then it's really about how you look at it. And I began to ultimately look at my season of singleness as a blessing, as a time for me to, number one, to grow closer to Christ, uh, number two, to be able to maximize the season I was in and prepare for the next season. Because I was believing God was going to bless me with the wife when, when the time was right, but I needed to prepare for that role that I was getting ready to, that I was believing him to, uh, to take me to. So I had to look at it as, hey, this is a wonderful season. And and I I enjoyed my season of singleness when I was in that season to the fullest. I mean, sometimes I would go to the movies by myself and it would just be me, uh, 
uh, popcorn and Jesus, and, and I would just enjoy <laughs> it. And didn't care if people said, yeah, I didn't care if people said, well, you went to the movies by yourself? Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. and I had a great time. Amen. Yeah, Amen. Great time. You know, it, it, it comes with embracing who you are and learning to love you, learning to love yourself, learning to appreciate yourself, because if you appreciate who you are, you have no problem spending time with just you. Absolutely. And and that's really important. You have, and I thought it was so cute. I even I, I shared it with my husband um, in your book on a hundred questions, and you get to the section about, um, I believe it said personal growth, and you have this the cutest picture there where there's this little kitty looking into a mirror, and staring back from the mirror is a lion. It is just it, to me, it just spoke volumes of getting with just to appreciate who God created you to be. It's like the kitty looked in the mirror, didn't see a little kitty. The kitty saw a lion. He saw the greatness that God created him to be, the greatness that resided within him. And I just thought that was so profound because a lot of times when people are walking in their their singleness and in that season of their life, they think that they're less than. Yes. Because people, other people, because they don't have a mate, so they're less than. Touch, touch on that a little bit. Encourage our listeners in, in who may be in that season of their singleness. Well, uh, speaking with the kitty and the lion uh, picture, what that was basically symbolizing is that a lot of times we look in the mirror and the only thing we focus on is, is what we have now or where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted the book to encourage people to focus on what they can be and what God can do for them and that God was working in their lives. And, and it's so important um, for, for singles to, first of all, realize that they're already complete before they meet somebody else. Uh, they're already complete. And a lot of people say, you know, when I meet somebody or finally get married, then I'll be happy. When I meet somebody or finally get married, things will be easier. And, and they don't realize there's people out there who are married who wish they were single and there are people who are single who wish they were married. Absolutely. And really it's about, as I said before, embracing the season that you're already in and, and realizing that you are complete in, in Jesus Christ right where you're at right now so that when you do finally meet your perfect match made in heaven that God has for you, then you're two whole people coming together mm-hmm. instead of two half people coming together. Mm. That's very, very important. Tell us how you got beyond, because you, you shared at the, the beginning that you were married prior to the wife you have now and, and how draining and what have you that, that marriage and that relationship was for you. Talk a little bit about your transition of getting beyond a bad relationship to prepare yourself for a good relationship. Well, I think, first of all, I had to forgive my ex-wife mm. um, for that. But, but, but being the, the, the man of the husband and in the role and in my education, learning that no matter what is going on in a relationship, no matter whose fault it is, whether it's the, the wife or the husband, there's a heavy responsibility that's laid on the husband mm-hmm. um, uh, to, 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 re, to not react to things but to respond to things in love, and, and that was probably the biggest lessons that God had to, to take me through to learn in order to prepare me for the marriage that I'm in right now. 
we husbands have a huge responsibility and, and, and accountability. And he taught me through that journey to really focus on how he wanted me to be a godly husband. Um, I, in the book, I, I talked about that. I said I, I felt I was a pretty good husband in the world. I mean, anybody who you would have asked would have probably said, yeah, Sean's a pretty good husband. Not, not a perfect husband, but a pretty good husband. Mm-hmm. But, and I was pretty happy with that. But once I started studying his word and, and really learned what he expected of godly husbands, and I compared it to that, then I had to really take a good, long, hard look in the mirror and say, well, okay, Sean, yeah, maybe within the world you were a good husband, but according to God's, you know, what he says in his instruction manual, you weren't, you weren't, you weren't up to par. You weren't, you weren't making the grade. And, and, and then the second part, not only of forgiving her, but I, then I had to, you know, ask God for forgiveness for me for not doing as I should have done if I were the godly husband that I was meant to be. So and and if, you know and asking for forgiveness for that and 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 bowing to him that I if I had ever had a chance to do it again and I was believing I would I would do it right this time. Now you said and I had this written in my notes one of the questions to ask you and you just touched on it. What is the difference between responding to a situation and reacting to the situation? Uh, I, I'll give you an, a, a, an example. Um, even with my current wife, uh, communication is very important. Mm-hmm. And there, there was one time um, that uh, w- there was a miscommunication between, you know, we, w- we went through a drive-through. I was supposed to order something for her, and there was a miscommunication. And the devil is very sneaky. He'll look for a crack. So we got into a little tiff or a little argument or, or upset about this simple order. And, and it, mm-hmm. was, it's very, it was very small. But, you know, things, the devil can use things to, to escalate it. So when we got home, rather than continuing to, to not, you know, want to talk to each other or just having the air real thick, the first thing that I did, instead of reacting, I responded and I went straight to the Word of God. I looked up every scripture I could find about um, keeping peace in the home, about uh, not being angry or upset, and then I, I wrote it all out, and then I called my wife in, and I, and I sat down and I spoke with her about what had happened in this community. We talked about it. I asked, asked her what could we have done differently. Um, we, I read her the scriptures, what God says about situations like this. And after that, it, it's never been a problem. Wow. And, so, and I think we make the problem sometimes reacting is when something happens and without thinking, without forethought, we just do what our emotions say to do, whether it's yell, holler, scream, stop talking to the person, you know, whatever the case may be. But responding is you're still exposed to the same type of stimuli, but now you're saying to yourself, okay, I need to, here's the first thing I need to do. I need to see what the Word of God says about this situation. Mm-hmm. And I need to go to his Word. I need to pray on it. And, and then I need to do the, take the right actions based on his Word and not on my emotions. And, and that's all responding is. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think that's a very important lesson, even in our singleness, because we run into so many different temptations being out here in the world and single um, that it takes the word of God being rooted and grounded in us to get us through those temptations so that, again, as you said, we're not just reacting to the temptations that are before us. You know, we're responding to what God's word says about how we should carry ourselves. So 
that's that's really really good. Um, the chat room is a buzz, and um, one of the the pastors in the chat room said that this is very good, and we've got to do a part two, please. <laughs> so, and I absolutely agree. And I really one of the things that I would love to do because in reading over some of your book and listening and reading about your wife's testimony in the future, I would love to get the both of you on the line um, to talk and carry this this conversation even further because the two of you together have an incredible story to tell of just the hand of God upon your life. If we choose to allow God to have the preeminence in our life and control over our life, that was something else that you spoke on a little while ago as well, just that, you know, you felt that you were driving the car, or God, at least God told you <laughs> yeah. that I you thought that you were in driving. control. Yes, yeah. yes. So that's that's very very important. We're we're down to our last five minutes. It goes so quickly. It really really does. But um, just I would like for you to take a few minutes and just in your own words and however you choose to do, just to encourage our listeners because we've got listeners on the line. We've got people that will come to the archives and listen that are struggling with their singleness. So just take a few moments and just encourage them in your own way. Uh, yes. Uh, well, if they're struggling in their in your singleness, first of all, you have to ask yourself, what is it specifically that I'm struggling with? Mm. And everything is going to go back to the Word of God. Um, the, the Bible is is nothing but an instruction manual for life. Mm-hmm. And one thing I, I had talked about in the book was that if you're looking to, to build a bicycle or some other complicated thing, and and you, you, uh, typically it's going to come with an instruction manual. Now, if mm-hmm. you choose to put it together or, or work on it without looking at the instruction manual, then you're going to be the one who's responsible for the results that you end up with. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to build your your life around Jesus Christ and you're looking to do things his way and not just your way, then you're going to go to the ultimate instruction manual, which is his word, of God, which is his word in order to see how you should be handling every situation. You know, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of books that have been that been written over time, and there's been different editions that come out. As times change, uh, authors will typically put out a new edition. But the one thing about the Bible is, is, is for as long as it's been around, there has never been a need for a new edition, which mm. means that everything the Word says now is, was applicable over 2,000 years ago and, and is going to be applicable now and is going to be applicable 2,000 years into the future. So mm-hmm. that is the ultimate, ultimate uh, guide to go to, instruction man to go to, because it's never going to change. His word says mm-hmm. he, he does not change. Mm-hmm. So that's where we want to go to to solve the problems or whatever issues we're having, and that's one of the key things that I had to learn. I couldn't find the answers in a magazine. couldn't find the answers on TV or on the radio. I couldn't find the answers uh, from my best friend. I had to go to his word to find the answers to my to my life, and then once I did that, then that was when he blessed me abundantly in, in the areas that I was looking to be blessed in. Amen, amen. I, I have a question from the chat room. It says, yes. "What if you're not struggling with your singleness, but you desire to be found? How do you get past the fear of is he the one?" Well. The Bible says you shall, you shall know them by their fruits. Okay, so as I said before, everything goes back to the Word of God. 
Mm-hmm. You know, uh, God is not always, if you're going through a situation, he's not going to always give you a direct answer. Sometimes it may just be one simple scripture, and then you just need to meditate on it. You shall know them by their fruits. Mm-hmm. So in other words, just because an apple, just because a uh, a tree is in an apple orchard, it doesn't necessarily mean it's an apple tree. Amen. So you won't you won't know that it's an apple tree until it bears some fruit. And the right. same thing is true for anyone that you meet. And, and, and the, the fruit that they bear will be in their, their conduct and their character, the words that they say. Uh, listen to them and, and really hear what they're saying and, and check out their behavior, and that will be the fruit that will be able to tell you if they're the right one. Wow, this has been so good, so, so good. We have definitely got to do a part two. 30 minutes is just not enough time. But I've typed your information in the chat room, but if you would please give our listeners your information on how they can, first of all, purchase Match Made in Heaven and also to reach you on your site. Uh, They can go directly to www.christiandatingexpert.com. Dot com, or they can find me on Facebook uh, at our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash Christian Dating Expert. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so very much for coming on the show. It has truly been a blessing, and we must, must do part two. Absolutely, and thank you for having me once again. I greatly appreciate You'll- it. You are so welcome. I've so enjoyed it. Now, if you would just do me the honor of praying over our listeners as we end out the show, I would appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for this time. We pray that those who have been able to listen today and in the future will be blessed by the words that were spoken, Lord. And we pray that we will continue to seek you first in everything we do and delight ourselves in you, and we know that you will give us the desires of our heart. Bless this radio show to reach people all over the globe, Father God, and bless each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, and it is so. Thank you again, sir, and we will do this again very, very soon. So my listeners, join me again next week. We're going to have Miss Lisa Hine on, and it's going to be a show about parenting. She's written a couple of parenting books, and since Mother's Day is next Sunday, we're going to touch on some some delicate issues on raising a self-willed child. So join us next week. Have a great, great week, and God bless you all.